This is Camp Life, The Other Side. A bi-weekly podcast for summer camp professionals. Hosted by Kelly Cook and Natalie Hamilton. Now it's time to explore the other side of summer camp. Welcome back to another episode of Scamp Life, The Other Side. It's Kelly Cook and Natalie Hamilton once again. Hello, everybody. So today, this is our second to last episode before we take a break for the summer. And in our last two episodes, we thought it'd be super fun to interview brand new camp directors. So directors who are going into their first summer in a full-time position, which is super exciting. So this today's episode is going to be based on day camps, which Natalie and I are, of course, biased to as we run one. Uh, and then our next episode and the last episode before we break for the summer will be overnight. And we hope that you get a chance to listen to both, share with any new directors that you know of, because we hope that this will be kind of helpful for them. And uh, yeah, so let's get started. We have Emily Suggs with us today, and we'll let her introduce herself um, to talk about the day camp of a new director. So welcome, Emily. Hi, thank you. Um, so like I said, my name is Emily Suggs. I am the new camp director of Camp Shiawassee in Owasso, Michigan. We're a day camp that serves, you know, ages 5 to 12, strictly Monday through Friday. Um, I started in the camping world in 2018 as a day camp counselor. I had a friend call me up Memorial Day weekend. And she said, do you need a summer job? And I was like, yeah, kind of, but I don't like kids. And she said, I thought you were going to say that, but I have a job for you. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And after week one, I was straight, nope this is not happening. I'm not coming back. I am done. But then the summer ended and you missed the kids. And then I came back <laughs> and I kept coming back. And so here I am. I spent last year as the interim camp director. Didn't really anticipate that until I was kind of thrown into the mix of it all. Um, so this is going to be my fifth summer, I believe, at Camp Shiawassee. Outside of Camp Shiawassee, I do other things for the YMCA that we work with, marketing and fundraising, special events, that kind of thing. But I've also done weekends of overnight camp through my 4-H program, Shiawassee County 4-H. So yeah. Yeah, Natalie and I have big overnight YMCA <laughs> camp backgrounds for sure before we entered the day camp world. So we love talking to fellow YMCA I cannot tell which I like more, day camps or overnight camps, because I've done both. They both have their challenges and they both have their positives, but I just love the camping world, so. <laughs> you you got hooked on the bug, didn't you? I did, I did. <laughs> awesome. So why or what motivated you to be kind of in the role you are now? You said you were the interim camp director, so I'm guessing you got thrown at you, so let's, let's hear about that story. <laughs> yeah, so. I was a day camp counselor already at this camp, and I knew that our current director was not returning. So out of the five years, I've had two different directors, and then I was the third. So they were like, we're not going to have camp unless we have a director, and you're the only returner who's interested. 
So okay. here you go. Oh, geez. Um, oh, man. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I guess let's do this. And um, I kind of took it and I ran with it. And after my first week, it was kind of like being back at my first summer. And I was like, this is it. I can't keep doing this. But <laughs> I, I pushed through and I came back and I did it for the kids. I was like, these kids need summer camp. Um, if, if, if I'm not here, they're not here. I wanted to give them the opportunity to have the summer. So I knew I had to stay and I was glad I did, obviously, because now I'm back. So I'm, I'm ready for another summer. Even though I was interim last year, I learned things. So I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely. Awesome. So it sounds like you've had obviously lots of, lots of big challenges, but what would you say is probably the biggest obstacle that you have faced stepping into this role for this coming summer? Um, for this summer specifically, we, I'm facing the challenge of not having a building. So we're already uh, a day camp that does strictly outdoors. But our, our one building that we have on our site is not safe for children to enter. So I have been trying to figure out how I'm going to do weather shelters now and bathrooms and um, rainy days. Like, so doing strictly outdoors has been my, my biggest challenge so far. We're going to utilize wow. a circus tent. We're renovating our current bathhouse. So we haven't used it very much in previous summers, but now it's getting updated. So that'll be exciting. But yeah, that's a big challenge. That yes. is massive. <laughs> and I mean, there's, there's lots of camps that operate in that kind of setting where they don't have their own facilities. They, you know, bounce around to wherever they have. So maybe for some of those camps, what are some of the solutions that you have found? You said you're getting a big tent. What are maybe some other creative things that you have looked into or are looking into that might help someone else who is struggling in a similar situation? So we, we've, we're getting a tent and we looked into several tents or like tents with siding. Um, we've looked into uh, like the schools have those portables, um, like sometimes music or art classes we're in. We've looked into renting one of those or even like travel trailers to have that kind of thing. Um, we even looked into building a pole barn, a um, little bit out of our budget, but, but yeah. Wow. I can't awesome. even imagine trying to do something like that. Like that's yeah. a huge, and especially for a first year director, that's a huge undertaking of trying to figure out just some, some sort of like, cause we operate primarily outdoors too. So, but we at <laughs> least have structures and bathrooms and buildings that we can utilize, even though the kids are outside most of the day. So I can't imagine trying to, as a first year director, trying to figure that one out. That's tough. Yeah. The biggest challenge was now learning where to store program equipment because it was all <laughs> kept in that one building and we can't go in. Oh, man. So I'm getting a couple sheds. Mm -hmm. One's going to be an office, another one's storage. And learning the permit system for our county has been a big challenge. And I'm glad that our, our contractors doing the bathrooms have been very helpful in guiding me through the process. Um, but it's still still hard. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so this might be kind of along that, that same answer to this question, but was there something else that maybe you really weren't expecting that you were going to have to figure out or a challenge that you weren't expecting to be a challenge going into this process? 
Yeah, I, well, I didn't find out that we couldn't use our building until February. Oh, <laughs> so, oh man. So it's been <laughs> two months of just constant things uh-huh. being thrown at me. Um, uh, I have it. I have two staff right now, and we start in like less than fifty days. So, um, I guess I didn't expect everything to just fall on me at once. Um, yep. The staff, the planning, the not having shelter—it all just came at me, and I had to had to take it with strides. So <laughs> that's all you can do sometimes. Yep, oh, there's more that's, power to you. Yeah. You'll come out of this summer after that with like a ton of knowledge that you never knew you would need. <laughs> yeah, everybody. I went to a camp conference in January and met a lot of people who were super awesome and super helpful and had amazing ideas. And everybody who I told Camp Shiawassee's story to, they were like, oh my gosh, this will be your hardest summer ever. Everything after this will be a breeze. Yep. So I'm really hoping that would be true. <laughs> yeah absolutely so so that's a great so what kind of um training did you receive when you were not necessarily thrown into the interim portion but like now that you are you know the director what training did you receive for your position if any I didn't get any you know I just just kept on chugging along I guess Uh, (laughs) um really the only training I had was my training my first summer of day camp counselor uh you know the typical mandated reporter cpr first day like this is appropriate activities for kids and not and then after that it was just kind of like figure it out so um the camp conference that i went to a couple months ago that was super helpful that was about the only other training that i got um but i there was educational pieces, but most of it was just networking and finding other people in the area that were in the camping world and learning to lean on them. Yeah. What conference was it? Uh, it was the Mid America Camping Conference. That's Mac, I love Mac. <laughs> <sighs> so Natalie was previously working in Michigan prior to her coming down to Alabama. So yes, she oh. went to Mac a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. What is something that you wish you knew um, for this role as a camp director that, you know, you could potentially tell other maybe up and coming new directors for this generation? What's something you wish you knew coming into this? I would say that I wish I knew that it doesn't, it's not as big as it seems, you know, the challenges that you're getting thrown into may seem like life or death, when you hear them, but then after you tackle them, you're like, oh, that was just a blip on the radar. <laughs> so although they seem like big things coming at me, I have, even though they still feel heavy, I have learned not to treat them like they're heavy, I guess. Um, just, it'll be okay. People here want to help you. Even if it's not like within your camp, there's other people outside that are there to help you. So I guess I, I wish I would have learned faster that there are people there to help you as well. Um, And I hope, because most associations do, but I mean, you probably have the help being part of a Y organization. You've got HR, you've got, you know, certain things that not every camp director has access to and usually ends up doing by themselves. You know, you have an HR department who can probably help with a lot of the 
I'm not saying they're doing the hiring for you, but can help with that process. You know, you probably have an accounting team who can help with that side of things. Um, but and I sometimes actually, I don't have those things. We're a standalone Y and we're very small. We only have four full-time staff in our building and everybody else is part-time. Oh, wow. So it's, wow. it's like, it's all me pretty much. I have, I have our CEO and then I have our, our business manager, but I do all the hiring and I, and all the budgets for camp. So yeah, I, I, I would love to have a team, but I, it's all me. You're a one woman show right now. I am. Oh goodness. That's awesome. Um, so something that we've talked a lot about in previous podcasts and things that we're always talking about is, you know, how can we, how can we best train our up and coming staff? How can we rely more on our leadership staff? So in, in your kind of progression from counselor up to where you are now, is there something that you kind of wish that you would have learned or would have had more opportunities to learn in a seasonal capacity that would have prepared you better going into this role? The hardest thing to learn was like the professionalism with parents. Um, as as a counselor, you're not really dealing with the parents that much. Mm-hmm. Um, our counselors do drop off and pick up, but it's just like a five minute interaction and a, an overview of the day. And having to have those conversations with parents about bad behavior or things like that and the professionalism, I wish I would have had a better chance at doing that as a counselor even just learning how to talk to parents in a positive manner as well. They, parents love to hear about their kids and they, they like to know what's going on. And so that was, that was a challenge. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So is that something that you think you're going to try to, to kind of pass on and pass on to your leadership staff this year to not only make your life easier, but help them build up those skills going forward? Yeah, for sure. My staff, last year as during my interim year kind of caught on um towards the ending weeks of summer Mm -hmm. and they even told me you know I wish I would have known that I should be taking this more seriously and I was well yeah I wish I could have told you that um so definitely definitely being more transparent between what I do to my counselors and just like giving them a look into what's going on in 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 the things that I do and the paperwork side of everything. Um, I think the transparency, if I would have had transparency as a counselor, I would have been a lot more prepared mm-hmm. as, <laughs> as going into this. Yeah, absolutely. So, so as summer, you said summer is less than 50 days away. That is a scary thought. What is one thing going into this summer that you wish you had more time to get done? I wish I had more time to find staff and to plan activities according to our themes. We have the generic camp activities, archery, canoeing, BB guns, um, field games. I wish I had more time to really sit down and uh, I guess make them fit our theme. How can I adjust? How can I adapt? And just learning to appreciate the things that I've already accomplished and not stress, you know, because we've, I've already done so much to get this summer ready and like, there's still so much to go, but I I need to stop, breathe, look at it and then continue. But for sure, planning more activities and following the themes. That's what I wish I had a whole year to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So, you know, kind of along that same cloth, besides the the whole finding a building and not that I'm trying to, you know, downplay <laughs> that seriousness there, but besides that, is there anything else that you are kind of worried about going into this summer? I am worried that we won't have as many campers um, or participants this year. Mm-hmm. Last year, we received um, some grant funds from 100 plus women who care in our community to offer free weeks of summer camp to our kids. We are in a childcare desert in this county and we are a very poor county as is. Last year we were able to offer camp to kids who may not have the opportunity before. And so I'm worried that I won't be able to reach those kids this year um, since we don't have that funds. We do have some financial aid, but it's only 50% off, which is still not enough for some families. so that, that's the that's what I'm worried about the most is not reaching those kids who might not have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Are you finding, and this is kind of a topic that's come up specifically for day camps a lot. Are you finding that more, more parents, more of the campers that you serve, the families are utilizing camp as a replacement for childcare because of the lack of childcare options in your area? Yeah. I noticed that a lot last summer. Um, we see the same kids every day, every week, mm-hmm. um, because that's the, that's parents' only option. Um, all, all the daycares in the in the area are full or not accepting um, more kids because of the staff ratios that they have, and trying to accept as many kids as we can with the staff ratios that we have. And it is tough. It is tough. And then when parents can't get into a week, and then they're worried about what they're going to do for childcare for that week, it's it's a tough situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So on the flip side of that, what are you most excited about going into this summer? I am super excited for the growth that this program is going to see. We have educational components that we're adding in to our curriculum, not to make it feel like school, but Um, just more than we've had in the past. And I'm partnering with our um, Shiawassee Friends of the River group to offer more opportunities for kids to make it down the river during camp. Our camp site is pretty unique in um, terrain, I guess. We have a mile of the Shiawassee River that goes around camp and we start and end within 10 yards of our main pavilion. So we don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to transport. Um, So we have 182 acres and the river just circles it and we come back. Um, So having those volunteers be an extra set of adult eyes on the river with the kids is gonna be so awesome that these, I can take more kids more frequently down the river, so. What a cool activity. Mm -hmm. Can we have a river? I wanna put a river. I want a river. I'd be happy with an actual lake. Our lake is more of a glorified pond, but a river around camp seems pretty. That sounds really cool. So, you know, Emily, what are some maybe resources or networks that you've found going into these roles or into your current role that you would recommend for other new directors, whether that was, you know, books or community resources or just other avenues that people might not have thought about that have been able to lend support in any capacity for for your current position? I found a lot of the support just through reaching out to people in the camping world, 
in my area, um, looking up the closest camp to me, um, whether that's day camp or overnight camp, um, finding conferences to go to or webinars to watch and following blog posts from camps and even like other teachers who work with kids, they, they might not know the camping world specifically, but they know the, the working with the youth aspect and how that can be challenging. Um, so mostly just reaching out to people and letting them know, uh, like, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm struggling. Do you have any advice? Um, are you struggling with this too? Is it just me? That kind of thing. Yeah. And you seem to be in a good spot in Michigan, at least from what I've heard from Natalie, who was recently there. There's a lot, I feel like, oh, uh, Nat, you can speak more to it. Yeah, but I feel there's, like there's, there's a lot, a lot of, of resources out options. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have an overnight camp, Camp Copenaconic in yep. Fenton, which is like 30 minutes away from me. So really convenient. That's a good one to have really close by too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and in Michigan specifically, you have the White Network as well, which I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys are a part of that, but that's a great resource. Mm-hmm. As you already mentioned, MAC, that's a phenomenal conference. You get everyone from the Midwest area that comes to it. Um, so yeah, I definitely feel like being part of the why you, you naturally have a lot more resources available to you as opposed to some other nonprofits or for-profit camps that are out there, but yeah, you're definitely in a, in a situated in a good spot to, to have a lot, <laughs> yes, of, yes, a lot of natural are. help. <laughs> I, I am very, uh, very fortunate to have so much help surrounding me. So yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And even for all of our differences, I feel like that's one thing that as far as camp professionals, we can always rely on is someone else from a different camp is always going to be willing to help you out because we've probably been there in the same Mm -hmm. boat or similar situation. So pretty much anyone in the camping world is going to be willing to to help you out in any capacity they can, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Love that about our industry though. Like I, everyone's always like, aren't you in competition? I'm like, no, they're going to help me. So I don't want to ever be, feel like I'm in competition with someone else because there's going to be a day where I need their help. So yeah. Absolutely. Camping people are some of the nicest people that I have met. Um, I haven't had anybody tell me no when I ask for help. They're always so willing to lend a hand or advice. It's it's a it's a good industry to be in for sure. Awesome. And then so looking looking ahead, what are some future goals or ambitions that you have for yourself? Do you think it includes the camping industry? Or so I hate to use the like the question, where do you see yourself in five years? Because I mean we don't need to put a time limit on this, but like, what are some, what are some goals or ambitions you have? Well, considering I never thought that I would be a camp director, I, I never thought I would get into the camping world. I was never a camper as a kid. I hated the outdoors. I hated <laughs> bugs. As much as I'd like to say that I won't be in the camping world for very long. Um, I don't think that's true. I, I have been thinking about where I want to go, if I want to stay at this camp, if I want to try to move to a camp. And every time I think about doing something different, I always come back and say, but what about the kids? What about camping? You're going to miss it. I don't know if I enjoyed the director role um, kind of a lot. So I, I would be okay with still being in the camping industry, but stepping down a notch, <laughs> um, maybe um, a program person or something like that other support staff for for camp execs but definitely in the camping world um but maybe not a director yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's okay. I, I'm right there with you. you. Know, I I went to work at a camp that I went to when I was a kid just for the summer. Like I literally went with it with the mindset of I'm just going to work for the summer so I can figure out my life and what I'm going to do after summer and give me some time. And that was 15 years ago and I'm still working in camps. Um, so here we are, but I don't have the dreams and the visions of being you know, the camp director. I like my program. I like my, my niche, my area, and I'm happy where I'm at. So that's okay to, to want to kind of stay in the program world by all means. See, and I'm the total opposite. I grew up in camping. I went to camp as a camp counselor because it was where I grew up and then decided like halfway through college that, Hey, this is, I want to do this full time. And so my big dreams or ambitions are executive level, you know, overseeing camp. So we're, Nat and I are very similar, but we're very opposite too. And how we got to our place, but also for me, 15 years later, here I am. So between the two of us, you know, we have a many years of camping experience between us and, and both in the program world too. So while Natalie likes her program area, I was like, Hey, I love program, but I also want to do, I like grant writing and I enjoy networking and going out and trying to get funds and these huge big picture projects. So, and, and every camp needs a person who, who wants to do that. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's really important that you enjoy doing that. Cause that just means you're going to be that much more successful at it. So yeah. it's fun. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, we wanted to kind of wrap up with you. What are some, some questions that you maybe wanted to ask Kelly and myself, whether it is personally for you or just for other upcoming directors, you know, what are some things that you would want to ask us? So how, when you first started in the camping world, how did you deal with people, whether it be family, friends, or other people in the community, not taking um, a summer camp job as a serious like career because I tell people I'm a summer camp job they're like okay what what's what's after yeah I mean I think for me it was definitely easier because of the the small pocket that my my courses is my program that is my you know profession and it, it's more widely accepted to kind of be the summer camp horse person all the time um, it, it doesn't get questioned as much uh, but definitely had some pushback of why do you want to work at camp when are you going to get a real job when are you going to get a big kid job at that point in time um, and so it really took more for my for me personally I had to sit back and reflect a lot on well what is a big kid job I have a good salary I have a place to live I have insurance I'm <laughs> to my retirement aren't those all the things of a you know a, a real job you know I I get paid vacation I don't take my vacation but I get paid you vacation. should take your vacation yeah, I'm not about that. Uh, but really sitting down and like thinking, okay, like what is this perception of what a big kid job is or a real job is? And just solidifying to myself that I have a real job. I have all of the same components that you do. You're just miserable sitting in your office from eight to five every single day. And I get to have fun every day at my job. So I, I feel like it was more me internally not agreeing with them and not letting them get to me in that sense, more than me trying to validate my job and my, my reasonings for staying in this industry to them. 
Yeah. And I, I had a different perspective on that. I actually got more pushback from my professors in college um, because I was a, I went into theater and so doing um, carpentry work and scenic work in the, in the theater industry is what I majored in. So for me, I got more pushback from my professors who said, no, you need an internship during the summer in order to, you know, further your career in this industry unbeknownst to me for the first year is that I was doing what I needed to do to get into my career because I ended up coming into camping instead of theater. And so I think, and I know internship is a word that a lot of us as professionals in this camping industry, we hear, and it's like, no, we're losing staff to internships. And I think, you know, having to talk to those staff and really talking to them when they say, oh, I need to get an internship, figure out where that um, where that push is coming from, because for me, it came from at the professor level. And it's funny because the professor who was pushing me to do that was also a camp counselor before he went into the industry of theater. So, I mean, it just, it took some explanation to him and, and eventually, you know, I decided that it wasn't for me to stay in theater. Um, however, I love my carpentry background. I built the Gaga pit this year and that, and I showed him and I said, look, I still use my, my degree. Um, but yeah, mine marks so came from my professor. My parents were really understanding once I made the decision that this is what I wanted to do. They were really good about it, but my mom is also was my girl scout leader. Like she's the one who sent me to summer camp. So she understood the benefits of it and she understood the youth development portion that I'm a youth development professional. And so that falls under so many different categories of what, you know, you could be, I mean, you could be a teacher, you could be a camp director, you could be, I don't know, there's so many of them out there that I can't like, can't even name because youth development professional covers so many different things. Did you have any other questions? That was a great question. Um, I mean, a generic question, everybody asks this, but what advice do you have? have for like first time camp directors? So I had a really interesting experience um, as a first year director. Uh, So when I came in to the camp director role, I was running an overnight camp. The executive director that I came in with, we both started on the same day and we were replacing the camp director and the executive director who had been at that camp for 10 plus years. And here we come in brand new and whatnot. Also very green director. It was my first full-time job ever. And so I had a lot of pushback from the staff of like, no, that's not how we do this and, and whatnot. And I wasn't even trying to change much. Like I was just trying to see the camp through as it ran, but also I had no one to lean on to be like, how has this been done in the past? Other than what I heard from my seasonal staff. And I think for me, it was, so the, the advice portion is don't let your seasonal staff walk all over you. So like have some sort of boundary there that even if you're getting pushback from them, they're also there training you because they, you know, they know the camp, they know what the schedule is, they know the traditions and like figure out what you are learning from and what is factual and that is true camp and what is them just trying to walk all over you or, or whatnot. So it does take a lot of self-awareness and I wish I had had that prior because I definitely feel like I got walked all over my first summer. Uh, but I came out of it ready 
to hold staff accountable the next year. So as much, it was hard, it was lonely. Um, but definitely like I came out of that and I was like, nope, the next year I came in with confidence. I had done a whole bunch of educating myself in the off season and then came in and was like, nope, this is how we are doing things. And if you don't like it, you can either get on board with it or you can leave. And that was, that was the way it was. Okay. Yeah. I think the thing that <laughs> I know I, I had an interesting summer. <laughs> I think the thing that I wish it's kind of along that same line, but wish that I had realized or known earlier is that first year is going to be awful mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be horrible, gonna be tough, but also kind of relaying that to that, to your staff and being more open and honest of like, Hey, we are all in the learning curve right now. I'm going to mess up. I am going to make mistakes along the way, just as I am learning this camp, learning this program, learning this facility, you know, figuring out, especially when you're in that young director role. And so a lot of your staff are maybe only a year or two younger than you are, or maybe older than you are at this point in time, depending on what your position is. Um, you, you, you want to, you know, I'm always a people pleaser. I want to make everyone happy. So I also struggled with, I wanted to be friends with my staff at Mm -hmm. the same time I wanted to be, there, I needed to be their supervisor, but just being more open and honest with everyone, including my staff of, Hey, this is going to be rough. It's going to be a learning curve, but I promise if we can stick it out together going forward, we're going to be solid and we're going to have a great foundation to run off of, Uh, but not putting so much pressure on myself to be perfect, not putting so much pressure on myself of, Oh my goodness, I, I forgot to send that email and it's 11 o'clock at night. So I need to go back into the office and do that. You don't need to do it. You can wait till the morning. (laughs) Uh, But really kind of setting aside that, oh, I have to be perfect. And I have to, you know, I have to lead my staff and show them how great I am and how perfect I am and this, that, and the other, because I just set myself up to fail. Um, And I mean, my first year as a director role wasn't terrible by any means, but I definitely had my challenges. And it was just because I realized I had higher expectations for myself than what was reasonable in, in that first year. I've heard that it says it takes three years to finally get things the way you want it. I've I've also (laughs) heard that a lot at the camping conferences that I've been to and from people they're like, it'll take at least three years before you figure it out. So seems like a lot, but (laughs) And just being open to learning from as many different, you know, camps as you can, you know, being that you're in Michigan, you have so many options to just like, obviously not in the summer, but during the off season, like see if you can go tour camps, ask them how they mm-hmm. do things overnight camps, day camps, you know, branch camps, all of those types, just to gain you're, you're always going to be able to pull a little bit of something from every single camp that you go to. So take the time to go learn and visit and talk to and, you know, use that network that you have access to, to really prepare you even further. Um, Because again, it might not be at that specific camp. It might be two, three years down the road somewhere else, but you're like, oh yeah, I remember that camp did that way. We can do that here now. We're great. Mm -hmm. Um, So just really kind of bolstering that toolbox, that toolkit that you have of, of random information and random games and random facility things that you've learned over the year. Just take that time to really, to really absorb and learn as much as you can from as many people as you can. 
And don't be discouraged either if you get somewhere or even your current organization, if they don't want to pay for something like there's ways that, I mean, one, there's tons of free resources out there, but also too, like, don't be afraid to invest in yourself. So mm. like, okay, yeah, something might cost a hundred dollars, but you're investing that hundred dollars into yourself and your own benefit. And so don't be afraid to do that either. And don't get discouraged by saying, well, my company's not going to pay for me to go get this training, but I see it beneficial to me. So I'm going to pay for it. Like mm-hmm. invest, invest in yourself a hundred percent because you'll, you'll be a better director for it. Well, thank you. That was all <laughs> such, such, such good advice. Um, so I really appreciated that. Thank you. Awesome. So Emily, we'll wrap that up there. That's awesome. Um, so if people want to get in touch with you, whether they want to help you or they just have questions, maybe, you know, how to secure a structure so that they have camp as well. Um, how, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, they can email me. Um, my email is esugs, so E-S-U-G-G-S at shiawasiymca.org. Shiawasie is spelled S-H-I-A-W-A-S-S-E-Y-M-C-A.org. Awesome. And we'll put, we'll put that in the show notes as well. So people can, can see it for sure. Awesome. Well, Emily, thank you so much for coming on today with our podcast. And as always, it's Kelly and Natalie.